Good morning, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, you can get involved with today's topic by calling 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and turn, uh, oh, I'm thinking, and turn yourself off because I heard that beep, and I'm about to say, and turn your, but put your name and town on it, all right? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Make sure you turn your phones on if you don't have them off already. Um, last Sunday, I said that when you come, you should come with questions, with problems, with solutions, and all that kind of stuff, and not just, um, um, you know, come for the preacher to tell you all the answers. Because if I tell you all the answers all the time, then I'm the only one that's getting better. And so I couldn't wait for today because I knew you guys thought about this all week. You had a life. And, and also today is, uh, is uh, the last Sunday before Christmas. And I just knew that when I got here this morning, you had a lot of questions and revelations about Christ. Since Christ is the reason for the season. And uh, so I can't wait to find out when you guys got up this morning, what did you think about Christ? Did you think about him at all? Did you realize Christmas is about Christ or did you think it was about you? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so I, um, before I get rolling into my thing, you know, the year is winding down. We had to endure all year. So all of that is part of uh, what we're going to talk about today, all right? And uh, then I have my own little input. But I want to give you a chance to talk about Christ, what he means to you, or whatever is on your mind. Yes, sir? Yeah, yeah. I just thought about it this morning. You just thought about Christ this morning? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, when my, my focus is always on, on, on God, the Father. But, you know, I rarely think about Christ, rarely. You think about God, but not Christ? That's right. Are they two different people? Uh, it's, a fun, uh, it's the Father and the Son. And so are they two different people? Uh, there's a, you know, in other words, uh, there's a big mystery about it because it's so, supposedly there's the Holy Trinity, and it's all one, it's one God, and, you know, most of the Christian religions believe that uh, Jesus is God, uh, and uh, so I, I wonder about all that. So you don't know if Christ and, and God are two different people? Well, it, it, I mean, I, there's one thing I know. There's the Father and there's the Son. And, uh, you know, I mean, throughout the Bible, it, is, it states it clearly on many, 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 many occasions, okay? Where uh, the, uh, the reference is being made father and son. You see, so I believe in the father and in the son, but uh, uh, for some reason that he that this is all one, and that uh, that uh, Jesus Christ is God. Uh, no, that I don't, something doesn't jive here. So you don't know if there are two different people. All I can say is there's a father and there's a son. Are there two different people? <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> yes, yeah, they, they have to be. There's a father and a son. Yes, they have to be. So you say yes, they are two different people? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You got other people answering for you. 
don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. If you, if you saw them. And, but when you, when you think about God, you don't think about the Son. You just think about the Father. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, what, what also occurred at that moment when I thought of that, I said, I really would love to know more about it. I really would like to see what this really is. You, how, come, how come, you know, Jesus being our Savior, okay, how come I don't think of him? as often. Right. How come doesn't come to mind? I don't know. Uh, were you a Catholic at one point? Oh yes. And what did they teach about the Father and the Son? Uh, well that uh, I mean obviously they talk also about the Father and the Son but uh, what I have a problem with is that uh, Jesus is God. That doesn't make sense. Did Catholic tell you that Jesus oh, yeah, is absolutely. God? Oh, yeah, did absolutely. you believe them? Well, you know, when you are a child, you kind of just take over what, what your parents Right. Did. How about as an adult? Did you, when no, you I were an adult, when you were a Catholic? You know what? I have a big problem with that, considering that Jesus would be God. But if you don't think about the Son, you just think about the Father, why would that be a problem? You're not really thinking about both of them anyhow. Uh, no, no, no. That, that's not the problem. The problem is uh, that most Christian religions consider Jesus as God. I have a problem with that. Why? Uh, you know what? There's a, there's a contradiction. That would contradict what it says in the Bible completely. I don't know how many times there are probably 10, 20 or more references in the Bible that uh, there's a Father, there's a Son. There's Jesus and there's so God the Father. Let me ask, what does uh, uh, God or Christ mean to you? Uh... Well, Have you noticed that most people that, not most, a lot of people who believe in God are like going insane? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. I wonder why that's happening so much now. I mean, literally going mentally ill on you. Time of the end is near. Well, you know what? If I, if I can answer that, he, he is the creator of everything. He, he, he that's why they're going insane? Huh? That's why the people are going crazy? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I have no idea about that. I was talking to a man yesterday who told me that he had quit his job. He had a great job, too. And he quit his job because the Lord started talking to him on his job. And the Lord showed him how, you know, there were too many sinners around. You know, evil was just everywhere. And the Lord told him to quit his job. And I said, so did the Lord give you another job? <laughs> and he like, no, the Lord working on me now. I'm like, so you think God showed you evil at work so you can quit and not have a job to pay your bills? Yeah, you just don't understand. The Lord was talking to me. That's insane. Mm -hmm. yeah, yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, I, I kind of like... When he's talking about the Father and the Son and how they're separate, yeah. or Jesus, to me, I just think God is God and God is not a person. But I think that uh, Jesus is the Son of God, like we all are the children of God. And I think he, it's, it's, I don't think that Jesus is not God. I think he's a, um, like a physical manifestation of God. And I think that he, he 
possesses divinity within him just like everyone does. Like, I, I see it more as, like, a total thing or as a whole thing. I, I do think that it's all one. Yeah. And, um, and I think that the point of Jesus is really just that we can all see that we all can be just like him, that it's not like a separation. Right. You know what I mean? But to me, the whole thing about like, is Jesus God or is God God? It's just like, it's, it's all, it, I, I just feel like it kind of takes away from what the point is of the whole purpose of Jesus having come here. What was his purpose? I think his purpose was to come here to show us that what I can do, so can you. And, and don't have me be separate from you and don't, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times in, in churches, it's like everyone like stands there and sings and worships and praises and that's great and everything. But I think the point is to get like, you can do what I can do. So right. don't make me separate from you and have me above you. We're and all are, the same. Are you doing great works as mm -hmm. he did? Are you doing as Christ did? Am I doing as he did? Um, I'm not turning water into wine or anything. <laughs> That's what you're saying. No. But, but if I, you do, but, make sure it's Merlot. Hmm? <laughs> exactly. but, I, but I think that, I think that there is definitely, um, I, I see it as like a, almost like a level of uh, consciousness that, um, that we can reach as human beings. It's, and that's, that's the thing to me, it's not totally just a Christian thing, like that kind of actually falls into other religions as well. It's like a level of consciousness that you reach that has you able to do the things that Jesus was doing. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like I just think it's, it, I, I just think that it's his, his purpose of being here is to teach us that we can do everything that he can do and to be like him, not to stand back and worship him and go, oh, you're amazing, but I, I will never <laughs> be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what happens a lot. Interesting. So are you becoming like him? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I feel like in the, in the spirit of, of, um, of, of what he represented and like loving everyone and, you know, um, and you, you love not everyone. Judging. Yeah. I mean, I do. And I, and I think like that to me, like, I feel like when he was saying that I kind of have the opposite experience, but I think of Jesus, I do think of Christ all the time, but I don't think of it as separate. Right. I just feel like Jesus is a representation of what God is. It's love and it's like, and it's, and all giving and generosity, like all those things that he did are, are what God is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I do. I understand. And how do you, how do, how do you know you love everyone? Well, um, because I don't, I just, I just think the, the, the only thing I can do is, is real, is, you know when you love someone, but I think to accept everyone and to accept them in whatever way that they are and to love them where they're at, even if you can see like, you know, this may be something that that's not working for them in their life or this is something right. that, you know, is going on, but not to judge them about it. I think that's love. And what are you doing? What does Christ mean to you? Um, mean to me? Do you think about Christ anytime? Yeah, um, like praying coming up. Like, is it necessary to have your foot on your furniture? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, white people love to put their foot on your furniture at your house. 
It's for, medical, it's for medical reasons. Oh, okay. Marijuana too, right? I thought it was a white thing. <laughs> smoke marijuana for medical reasons. You smoke marijuana for medical reasons? Oh yeah, I smoke like five times a day. <laughs> I was sitting there here at the restaurant down the street yesterday and there was a marijuana store right down the street. And it was amazing the number of young people that were going into there to get some drugs. I mean, I, was, I, I didn't realize that many people went in there. And they had the door open, and you just walk right in and get yourself a joint and walk out. I mean, they were pulling up like they were going to the drug dealer. Should have started a sermon there, huh? I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have a pizza parlor right next door, so you get high, go next door and eat. <laughs> but I did not know that that many people went into that place. They could make $100,000 a week. Really? Yeah. And you could smell the marijuana all the way down the street. Yeah. You can get high sitting up there waiting for your pizza. <laughs> it's amazing that this is happening like pizza that. Pizza place to make 100000 a week too. You can literally walk into a store and buy drugs now. <laughs> buy some marijuana. God, don't you is wish there you any difference in drink, going into the store and uh, buying liquor? Don't you wish you could go back to being young again and they had these stores? You know, it's, it's so bad now. There's so many dispensaries, so many people getting marijuana, that even the liberal Democrats are, even they are the ones who are making the laws now to try to knock these places down and, and make fewer of them. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? what? I also did hear yesterday, or the other, a couple days ago, that there's um, an increase in teenagers smoking pot. Like there, there's been I a large see increase, why. but there's been a large decrease in teenagers doing like hard drugs, like methamphetamines, oh. cocaine. Oh, like, I feel better now. No, but really, like they're I'm but safer it's, now. They're just how we <laughs> driving down the road. It's crystal but, meth is some. Yeah. Earth, no, I feel better. Right? Huh? It is from the earth, right? Yeah, it's from yeah. the earth. <laughs> But Wayne Junior, what does Christ mean to you? Um, you know, I I would say when I come up, coming up, like I always would pray like to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, like and and then I guess I started thinking about it. Um, I mean, I, it, generally speaking, I just think of like you know, God, is, you know, is like a you know the. The know all, the one, all, the one being is not like not like human, but I don't even think it's anything I can begin to understand. I just you know I pray to God and and that's really it. Um, as far as Christ, like I know you know stories of Christ and things like that. Right. But but you kind of there's confusion there because like the Holy Trinity, like you said, you know, refer to that and and there's the Father and the Son, but then I, I just feel like it's kind of the same. It's on the same the same area, the same oh, thing. Okay. Interesting. How about you, Ernest? You thought about Christ? Um, yeah. At thought, Christmas? Yeah. Thought about it throughout the year because that theme that we had endure. Right. Uh, so I'm going through certain things and I'm kind of reminding myself to endure. It kind of brings you back to thinking about Christ. Yeah. So in that way, I've been thinking about him. Oh, you think about him when you're going through? Yeah, and I have to endure something that, you know, and that theme, I mean, that theme has helped me just kind of thinking about that. Right. You know, just kind of... The, Thinking about enduring, just the concept of enduring itself has helped me kind of get through certain situations. And what is the best way to endure? Uh, just to relax and you know deal with whatever issues come come up as they come up, and not 
not overreact, be calm, and uh, just that whole concept to me has been helpful. Okay. How about you, Larice? What does Christ mean to you? He is, um, Are you surprised I said your name? Yes, I am. See you there? I'm even shocked. I am too. It just popped in my head. <laughs> and I think because I got an email from a woman by the name of Larice that we've been trying to get to on my radio show. And, uh, and by the way, the radio, I mean, the Baba Go To guy is going to be on the air every day this week. Except on Friday, because we're not doing the show. So he's got to answer all your questions about everything. The Bible go-to guy is something else. He's more than a notion. <laughs> but anyway, Larissa, what, what does Christ mean to you? For me, Christ is... Um, he is the Savior. Um, he is the Messiah, meaning that when I go through uh, my day, my goal is to, um, for lack of a better word, to live up to what he has done for me and what he has uh, empowered me to do. Uh, his death on the cross uh, for my sins and for, my, for, for the purpose of my living um, victoriously. And so each day, challenges and struggles and joys, I, I attribute to my desire to, to keep looking toward the cross and moving from my point A to his point B. When we say looking toward the cross, how do you look toward the cross? Look toward what he has done, what, what his life and death and his resurrection mean. How about you, Wayne? Hmm? How about you? <laughs> what, 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 uh, what do I, uh, I don't know, I, I, I haven't given much thought to uh, Jesus Christ. You don't think much about him? No. <laughs> do you think about God? I think about God, yes. And, and why not Christ? Why don't you think about Christ? Uh, I don't know, I just don't feel that there's two gods, you know, I think there's just one. And what does God mean to you? Um, he's basically our Heavenly Father. I mean, he's the, you know, he's the one that's created all of this for us. And, uh, and uh, you know, God watches over us, you know, to... Uh, I'd say to help us in our times of need, you know, and support us, give us strength. He watches over us, helps us, helps us in our time of need, support us, and give us strength. And that's what God means. How about you, Chad? You thought about Christ? <clears throat> you guys are exciting today. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be real exciting. <laughs> Well, I think about, you know, God and Christ and how um, God sent Jesus here to be, you know, the example for us. And it just brings me back to myself. If I'm being, you know, an example uh, and things of that nature just brings me back to me 
and if I can be the example to my kids or, you know. What type of example? Uh, the good example of, you know, how not to hate people even though they're doing you wrong. I think about Jesus dying on the cross and wonder, if, you know, if I could sacrifice like that. I don't know if I can. Would you die on the cross for your children? I hope I'm, I'm able to do that. I'm not sure. You you hope that you can die on the cross for it? Yeah, I would say that I would, but if the time right. came... We're going to take this one down. Let's give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to need a big one. <laughs> you're going to flat on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and why, why would you hope to die on the cross for your children? Why would I hope to? That you would be able to do that. Well, because if that's what... If people sit here, you know, to go through that without hating, then I hope I'm able to go through it without hating and just be able to do what Father told me to do okay. or, or, you know, fulfill, you know, his will. Interesting. Baby, what does Christ mean? you think about Christmas? Yes, um, And what does Christ mean to you? What do you think about when you think of Christmas? Uh... Well, um, to me, uh, like it's life to me, where it used to be so distant and so far away. Christmas um, is life. Well, oh, I thought you were, well, I was talking about Christ. I, oh, okay, Christ. Really, Go ahead, Christ. Yeah, okay. was the spirit, you know, that was embarrassing to me for most of my life, and really was trying to correct me. Now is like close to me, where before it was far away. So it's real special now, you know that. I I really appreciate what's happened in my life and I'm thankfully I'm thankful inwardly you know I don't necessarily speak to him but I really appreciate it and you know you don't speak to who well to Christ or I I, I just am why don't real, you speak to him well I don't need to I, I don't need to use words you know but I just have that thankfulness and that he's able to show me the light and the darkness, and so I don't have to live by the darkness anymore. And oh. it's, it's just a whole different life for me. It's How about you, Ted? The question is... Christ. What do I think about? Well, yeah, who is Christ to you? Or do you think about Christ? Yeah, sometimes I do. And, but your focus is more on God? Um... No, I wouldn't say that. I, I think about both of them, I guess, from different times. So, and do they mean anything to you? Yes. What? Well, uh, you know, I believe that Christ is um, God's Son, the Savior, and that, that um, through His, that, that God sent Him, and that through His sacrifice, that, you know, that. Um, you know, that's for my sins, and that I can be restored to, uh, uh, I can be reconciled to God through what he did for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, he got really deep tonight, I mean this morning. <laughs> I, I'm excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, you had your hand? Uh, I don't know, maybe changing gears a little bit, okay. but you mentioned last week about um, entering the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. That just kind of stuck with me, and um, I asked God to show me what, what that meant, and when I was praying, I realized what it meant. 
And I'd love for you to expand on that a little bit. What does it mean? Uh, it means staying in the moment, staying in that present. And if you stay in that present, then you will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Are you able to do that? Um, I'm paying more attention to it, but uh, very little. <laughs> very little? Yeah. Very little what? You're able to stay, stay in, in that the presence. presence. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting how near uh, the kingdom of heaven is. It's just like that to enter in. It's right at hand. But because we've been so dumbed down in the way about Christ and about the kingdom and all that, it's difficult for people to enter in. And when I see it, it's, it's amusing to see it almost. How something to be so near but yet so far away from people. It's right at hand. It's just like that. Just like that. But you got to go dumb in order to enter in. You cannot enter in as a bright person. You got to go dumb to get into the kingdom. Yes, ma'am. So what does that mean, you have to go dumb? Uh, everything that you've been taught about it, you have to let it go because it's been a setup for you. And from day one, you've been taught wrong about the kingdom and what it is, what it means, and how to enter in. And so a lot of people are trying to, because of how we've been taught, people are trying to get in by way of what they learned about it. And it doesn't look like what they've learned about it. it does, it's nothing like what they've learned. And Christ made that clear when he was around. He said, it's right at hand. Go within. It, it is just there. The kingdom of heaven is, is upon us. But you you gotta, mean like within us, like in meditation and... Is that what you're saying? Because you keep saying what it's not. I'm just a little trying right. to figure out what you're saying it is. Well, I haven't said yet what it is. I'm just telling you what it's not. Oh, okay. It's not what you've been told. Right. You cannot enter in in the way that you've been told. Mm-hmm. Even when you do enter into the kingdom, living it is nothing like what you've been told. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized yesterday, I think I said this to Frankie, I noticed that... Um, the kingdom of hell and the kingdom of heaven. Uh, when you're in the kingdom of heaven, you can have fun in life. Uh, and when you're in the kingdom of hell, you can have fun too. Like you can sing, you can dance, you can have a good time. But the only difference is in the motive behind what you're doing according to whatever kingdom you live in. Mm-hmm. But you still have fun, you relax, you enjoy your life. But the motive is different. I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting how that is. But a lot of Christians have been told that, you know, if you're a Christian, you can't have fun because God doesn't want you to have fun like that. And so a lot of people don't even want to be Christians. Why would you want to be a Christian and can't have fun in life? And so if you do see a, a real Christian having fun, the fake Christian judge the real Christian because they think the real Christian is the sinner. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. But, it's very true. It, but it, it's amazing. That's why you got to go dumb because it's nothing like what you think it is in order to enter. Into, and the moment you go dumb, the moment you will enter in. Isn't that amazing? No? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I saw a hand here first somewhere and I forgot who I saw. Did I answer your question, Larissa? You answered my question. However, um, I guess you're not telling how to do it yet. I mean, I heard what you said, but, but you know, okay. No, but what? That's why we're here to fellowship. But what? I guess the question is, 
how do you let go and forget everything that you thought or been taught? You know, how do you go dumb? Right. How do you? One of the things I thought about this this week is what you said your theme will be for next year. Trust the truth. Yes. Oh. How do you know it when you see it? To trust it. How do you know the truth when you see it? To trust it. How do you know it when you see it? To trust it. Very good question. And the answer is. <laughs> You will know it. But you will know it. And I can't get into it now because it'll be for next year, so you have to hold on with like don't die. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to the question that we're talking about today. Yeah. You know, um, what does Christ mean to you? And um, walking into the or entering into the kingdom. So far, everything I've heard about Christ it has come from, I mean, in this room today, maybe except for one person, it has come from knowledge about Christ. It, it, I mean, we all been told, we all been read that he was just son of God, and, you know, he was pretty cool, and, you know. <laughs> and that kind of knowledge is keeping people away from entering into the kingdom. Right, so how do you... Mm -hmm. Which is true, oh, right it's here. true, but it blocks you off from the kingdom. It really does. It's funny how knowledge can keep you out of the kingdom. And it's not supposed to, but you're not supposed to hold on to knowledge. You're never supposed to hold on to it. You let it go, so wisdom can come and allow you to see. That's why when a teacher is teaching or whatever, you let one word, let the word go in one ear and out the other. And never hold on to the words. All right, I'm gonna go around the room. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, so I think that's what that's why so many people miss it. And that whole concept that people think of God, they think you know, look upwards in the heavens, they look in the Bible, but to think that God put it in us, right in front of your nose, or yeah. just right there, and from the time we're we're born, we're taught to always look externally. It's almost like a trick. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I asked somebody at work the other day, how do you how do you hide something from somebody, right? And they said, put it right in front of them. <laughs> and you can hide it just by putting it right there. Yes, Jay. Is that why God didn't want Adam to eat from the tree? Yes. I hear you. Because it would give she said that's why God told Adam not to eat the tree of knowledge. Because it would confuse him. It would make it difficult for his life. He would think like he is God. And the knowledge of good and evil is a big issue in folk lives. And it's unfortunate. Yes? I was going to say, I don't see anybody else except you and Maybe one other person actually pointing people back to, to that. Everybody else is like just totally confused and lost. And I can tell you how to get there. One step to get in there is to. Um, know that you're wrong. When you can know you're wrong without excuses, you can enter into the kingdom. Have you entered the kingdom? Yes. How do you know? The one within. I don't know what's going to happen when I die and get ready to go up yonder to those pearly white gates. <laughs> you know how the white gates are up there and the black gates are downstairs? I don't understand. Why do we always have to be in the world? 
I just asked the question, how do you know? How do I know? Yeah, and how can you prove it? And how can I prove it? Yes. In a moment, I'll answer that. Don't let me leave this room today without answering that. All right? Don't die, so you can answer that. Right, and I don't want to die before I answer that. Very good question. Very good question. Let me take this hand first and I come to you. Yes, sir. You were talking about uh, going dumb, and, uh, you know, I was going for a walk this morning, and uh, I was out at the park, and, and I had these, you know, people were walking by me, and then I had these thoughts in my head, like comments, you know, like, uh, um, just really, you know, like it was feeding me thoughts and words, like it was me talking, and I just saw that that's what it was. It was like trying to give me knowledge about things that I have no idea, and it, so it's like, it's like it's playing like your conscience, you know, and I just, when I recognize that, it just withers away more and more, but it's like, uh, I, I believe, I can see that is you know, becoming dumb, not going with those words and thoughts in our heads that seem like us, that seem like reality, but it's not. Or it may even be reality, but it's not the right source. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, uh, personally, I, uh, uh, to me, uh, this is why I think, you know, what Jesus is to me. It, okay, it's so easy to say, uh, he's my personal salvation, but in this, in this case, I began to see why. A couple of weeks ago, you say, uh, say I, uh, you told me that I may have had the words right, but I'm still feeling feeling anger and resentment, and that that is what. Uh, and, I, and the worst thing about it is, I don't know what to do to rise above uh, rise above that. Right. That's why. Uh, that's why I always silent for praying Jesus to at least uh, find and at least help me guide me to a new and better motivation than just anger. Yes. Um, in order to get over that, you got to just know that you don't know, that you've learned all this stuff. Like what uh, Lasante asked me, you have, you know the, the knowledge of good and evil. You study them both well, and so you know them both. And all it's doing is confusing you and confining you. It's preventing you from uh, entering into the kingdom. Because you cannot enter in and be God, too. So you have to drop all the stuff that you've learned. Don't, don't try to learn the truth. The truth has to be discovered on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. You cannot learn the truth. And that's what a lot of people have done. They've learned it, and then they pick it up so easy now that they don't even know that they're learning it. So, you know, they'll hear the preacher say something, and they'll quote it perfectly. And to them, they feel like they have discovered that truth, but in reality, all they've done is learn that truth. And so they say, oh, wow, I'm in the kingdom. I got it. But all you've done is learn. It's, it's, it's weird how that mind can work like that and deceive you. So that's what he. Uh, that's what Jesus means that that you have to be a child, a child to enter the ki uh, kingdom. You must you must yes. not learn, but uh, discover, uh, discover in the moment. That's right. Life is not about learning. Life is about discovering. It's about being aware. It's not about learning. Now, physical things you gotta learn. You want to build a house. You want to be a good cook. You want to do that. You gotta learn. But that's not life. They're just physical things that you carry out. Life itself is about discovery. And the one thing that you do once you enter into the kingdom, you never, ever, ever make another decision about right and wrong. 
because you don't, you, you don't know right and wrong when you see it. A lot of people pounce on, on other people with truth, thinking that they'll be right, they're wrong. You don't know right from wrong. It has to be shown to you. You can't learn right from wrong. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Because what could be right this moment could be wrong in the very next moment. But you base it on this moment and you just apply it into your future. But there's this basic things that are right and wrong. I mean, I mean, I think there's just something that's innate. I mean, when you're born, I mean, you just think you know right from wrong. We all know right from wrong. Yeah. But, but you get away from it and then you start judging it based on your intellect. Mm -hmm. But as innocent kids, you know right from wrong just by seeing it. You're allowed to see it. But the parents don't like it and they mess you up so that you forget that way. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I just, I think that what you were saying about um, the being, or going down thing, um, I feel like part of that is also that from historically, I feel like people have always been taught to go to the leader of the church or yeah. go to the pastor. And it's, and it really, like, historically was more of a control thing for political sake or whatever. Yes, ma'am. But it was all about, like, come to me because I know. So people have been taught that, like, the truth is that the answer is always within us. And always. It's not outside of us. That's but right. we're always taught, go to somebody else, somebody else knows, look everywhere else. You know, ask, it's like study, find, like memorize things. And that's, that to me is a very mechanical version of, it's yeah. not spirituality, but it's, it's religious, but it's not really spiritual. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I feel like that's, that's something that just historically has always happened. And I think people still do that. And obviously in some churches because they want you to keep coming back and like sucking yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, kind of they want to be your, They want to be your leader. They want you right. to feel like they got it. They hear from God and you got to keep coming to them. Right. And then so that they can control you. They don't want you free. But a real, a real man would point you back to it within yourself so you can go free. Christ even said that, you know, like when the people were bragging about him. He was like, why are you guys bragging about me? You could do it too. And greater works shall you do. It's not me. It's the Father in me. It's not me. But they were carrying on, you know, like, oh, wow, you're so tough. You know, you're so cool. You're so smart. How you get it? You know, you know. And they were carrying on about him. He like, back off. But it's also, I think sometimes, and I have this conversation with my mom sometimes because I feel like, that's the thing I feel like that separates people from really what, uh, from their potential, is that is. they're always looking outside of themselves Amen. for everything. And, and, it's, and it's an easy way to do it in a way because you kind of can see, like, it's easier to put it outside of myself because then I'm not responsible for it. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I think that it, it, it's from history and we're taught that or whatever, but then it also becomes an easy out to not be responsible for your own life. And, but the, thing, the beauty about it, once you go within, once you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you want to be responsible. It's right. a joy being, living from that source. Because there's a freedom in that. As a matter of fact, it takes away responsibility. It just happens through you. It right. causes you to do what you need to do. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. and, and, but you're right. People have been so dumbed down. They want a, somebody else to just guide them and lead them. And, you know, it's crazy. It's insane, but it's a setup. Absolutely set up. Yes, sir. But does that answer what you what you guys are saying right now? Why people flip out? Why Christians are yeah, they're going crazy now. Crazy nowadays. because of that same reason. They're looking mm -hmm. externally, and a lot of young people are going insane 
with this because they've been like so taught about God and into the Bible and uh, oh I hear the Lord's voice and the Lord's voice talked to me and now they think God's voice is this voice that's talking to them when it's really the voice of the evil one. That's what they're hearing. But they think that they're hearing. If you, if you look at some of the bombs on the street, they're all talking to God. And if you follow their history, they started off in church listening to the voice of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? The devil just played such a trick. Um, I know Sherry was just jumping to tell us about her impression of Christ and that and more than uh, Pat. Uh, and time is going by so fast already. Sherry, what are you thinking? What am I thinking? Yes, ma'am, about Christ. Well, I have to say that I can't help but really appreciating what Hermes just said yeah. about the now, being in the present. And um, I don't know, that just says a lot. And then what you said about getting there by not um, being angry about um, ourselves or, or by seeing our wrongs, you know, admitting it. And to me, that's enduring when we can feel and see our own wrongs yeah. without, um, you know, without going into emotion about it. Yeah, if you're going to sin, at least know you're a sinner. Yeah. You know, like, I'm wrong, I can't help it, I'm going to do it anyway, but at least I know I'm wrong. Yeah. You have a you have a chance to overcome that. But if you don't, if you're going to do these things and don't admit you're wrong, you're just going to live a life of hell. Yeah. What are you doing? You would tell me last week some stuff you were discovering about yourself. Well, like, you remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, give me an example of what you were telling me. Um, I was just saying why, it's <clears throat> like why I do things that I know are wrong or, you know, just in general, it just made sense when you just said that, um, you know, you, you, like I was saying, people always tell you, oh, well, you're a good person, you know, but you just do bad things sometimes. But in reality, you're saying, like, you know, if you're that way, that you're really a son of your father, which is either God or the devil. Yeah. So I was, like, just realizing that it's okay to admit that, you know, and to understand that yeah. that's where it's coming from because it was so, almost like taboo to say something like that, you know. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, you know, I'm admitting something like mine. It's going to take my soul or something, you know. Yeah. So now that I've realized that, it's, it's helped a lot so I can begin to overcome these things. Anybody who tells you that you are a good person and you're doing wrong, you slap them and send them home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like always the thing, you know. I'm a good guy, but you know. Yeah, and I hear that a lot. Oh, you're, you're a murderer. Yeah. You're a good person. <laughs> you, you lie and cheat and steal, but you're a good person. So if I'm a good person, why I'm doing all these things, then how would I get better if I'm already good but doing wrong? Right. It, it is. I hear that all the time now. They're of their father and the devil. Right. Uh, it's like they want to help you, but they don't want to hurt you or something. It's insane. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I convinced myself of the same thing, too, you know. Yeah. I just never understood, but it was just, you know, it's like a shine a light on me, you know, just knowing that. It's like we're starting out on the on the wrong side, basically. Yes. Our journey is to get to the right side, and we're taught opposite. Like we're we're all good, and you know. It's such a lie. Right. Even Christ said, "Our hearts are wicked. Mankind's heart is wicked." 
So we are wicked hearts. How are we going to be good? You know, this is shame. I'm glad you're seeing that, it, and it frees you up to see that, right? Yeah, it allows me to start realizing, you know, be honest, totally honest with myself about like 100% of who I am, and you know, all the little facades and images I have of myself, or you know, can fall away. I can actually become a per, you know, a better person. That's another key to enter into the kingdom, <coughs> where you can know that you're no good. That you're not this good person that you've been told that you're trying to deceive yourself with. That's another key to entering into the kingdom. Because unless you can admit you're wrong, you're never going to be made right. And it is freeing up when you see that. A lot of people don't know you feel free when you can admit you're no good. Right. Isn't that amazing? And that, was, that was the first step when you said you, know, you have to accept any situation that you go through first, even if you don't, if it's uncomfortable, before you can get past it, otherwise you'll be stuck in it. Yeah. You know, forever. And yeah. I told one of my sisters, and she's real churchy and really into the church now, and we were at a funeral, and I told her that she was evil. <laughs> <laughs> and she hadn't gotten over that yet. And that was like almost 10 years ago. Because she doesn't want to see that she is evil. Because she got the word in her mouth, the Bible under her arm, and she's as evil as they come. As a matter of fact, we needed to, one of my aunts had, had a person living with her that she didn't want to live there, and she was scared to put her out. Now, I don't want to hurt her feeling. I'm like, all right, let me take care of this. And so I called my sister. I said, look, you got to go over there and get this person out of my aunt's house. And I said, if you can't do it, send my evil sister over there with the Bible. She'll get her out of there. <laughs> and they all laugh because they know she's evil, but they're afraid to tell her that she's evil. Because they don't want to hurt her feelings. That, I was uh, just talking about that, like, the Christian way, you know, the, the church going Christian way is like, it's crazy, like, they really make you think you can't do anything fun, you can't yeah. yourself. People are like, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this because I'm trying to be a, you know, um, get a relationship with God. It's like, it's not like you can't have fun and, you know. And, I know. And, you know. That's why young people don't want anything to do with it. Because look like you're so boring. Now you're a Christian where you just sit home yeah. and do nothing. Don't laugh. Don't play. Don't make jokes. Right. Just sit around and be holy. <laughs> All in the name of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yes, sir. No, I, I've thought about that. I think, this is my opinion, I think one of the reasons why people don't like to admit that they're evil is because somehow they think by admitting that it's, it's a permanent condition. Right. It's a, they, they think that it's a permanent condition and, and and really, it's the other way around. If 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 you don't admit your evil, it's it's a it's, it's a it keeps you in a a permanent wrong state. Yeah. But 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 admitting that that you're evil, it sounds very harsh. But it's a, but it, but it, like he was saying, it's it's the truth. But there's it's it's not like you're admitting I'm evil. I'm always going to be be evil. There's no hope for me. And it's it's not that. It's it, there, there's real there's real hope. In admitting the truth, but I don't think people somehow they don't see that, and I think that's somehow that they don't want to admit it for that reason. That is absolutely right. And I was just thinking as you were speaking, 20, 21 years ago when I asked God to let me see myself, He allowed me to see I was evil. Really, I was just absolute black, dirty, burnt evil. And in that though, it was freeing up just like that. You know, I didn't think, oh my God, I'm gonna stay this way, or oh, I would never change. And no one had told me that once I see that, that in that very moment I'll be free. But I was just free the moment that I can truly see that I was evil. And you're right, they don't know. They think that it's going to keep, it, 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 
they think it's a negative, but it's really, if we can use the word positive, it's a positive to see and admit that you're evil without any excuses. But people won't do it because they've been told they're good. They've been lied to. Yes? Is there like a, which might be a problem for people too, is there a separation? You know, because people think like if you're evil, you're like the people that are murderers and, you know, do these really horrible crimes and yeah. things like that, <laughs> as opposed to just being like, you know, doing, you know, lying and stealing and cheating, you know, things like that, which are still yeah. on the same, you know, umbrella as evil. So maybe people don't want to admit that because it puts you in that category. Uh, evil is when parents turn their children from innocence to anger. That's evil. Evil is when parents spoil their children. You know, like at Christmas time, they buy them every toy in the store. Mm -hmm. That's evil. Evil, no, evil is when you're not honest with one another. You know, you, you won't really tell each other the truth. Or if you tell each other the truth, you judge that person for being wrong. That's evil. So evil is not just a murderer or a rapist or whatever. Evil is happening just in such little ways that people are not calling it evil. They're calling it good. Right. But there's no separation is what I'm saying. No. That's where I think people, you know, you call yourself evil in that manner and feel like, oh, you're in the same boat as this murderer or rapist. Oh, I see what you're saying. And that would be like just too much for, you know. For them to bear, right? so, yeah. the ego can't handle that. Right. Isn't that amazing? And the time is like flying by. I haven't told y'all what I thought about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was just gonna say, there's this um, Balinese uh, phrase, which is "buta ia dua ia," which is "man is a demon, man is a god." Both things are true. And I think, and it's it's like basically saying, you know, you have we possess. Um, lightness and darkness, but your life kind of becomes about acknowledging both things, but then choosing which, um, I guess, path you're going to live on, or, or choosing what, yeah, I guess, which father you're, you're, you choose to serve, I guess is what you would say. Um, and I think, I think if you can, it's kind of like, if, you know, in AA, you have to acknowledge you're an alcoholic before you can become sober. Right. So it's kind of like acknowledging that it doesn't mean that if, you know, like he was saying, it doesn't mean that if you have that, if you have darkness, that you're condemned to that for the rest of your life, but it's just acknowledging that it's there so that you can choose something different. Well, I don't quite understand that because I'm kind of dominant and black, but, um, <laughs> or black and dumb, I'm sorry. Which comes first? <laughs> black and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rodney. Every time I say that, I know I'm going to get to Rodney with that. But See, you're doing me. Holy water. <laughs> Holy water. Rodney's like... Whatever. <laughs> it, it is just a joke, but she takes it, so I love making her react to it. But uh, uh, you're already evil, and the only choice you make is to recognize that you are evil. Mm -hmm. And so, so that you can overcome that. You know, and then things start to change. Right. But you can't be evil and good and serve both. You're only of right. exactly. one. Exactly. And so we're all, you know, in, in that fallen state. Right. And that's what we're overcoming. Right. It's that state. So it's not a choice, really. It's just a, rec a recognition that you are evil. Right. So that... Because we can't make choices. Well, I, I guess I mean if you have, if you can recognize what is 
it, it's a choice. It's a, it's a choice to even uh, be willing to to look at it. Do you know what I'm saying? Or to see what what is true, so that you can discuss. Like that that itself is a choice, as opposed to just being like, no, I'm it, good. One in short, there's only one truth: mm -hmm. is that we are not God. We are evil. We are not Him. If you could recognize that one truth, you could be saved. That's the only thing you need to recognize. I mean, like, like Dwayne, Dwayne Jr. has done. He recognized that he's an evil person, he's not God, and that's why he started to change. He's starting to wake up, he's starting to enter into the kingdom because he sees that he is not the person that he thought that he was. He's not this good and holy guy. He's an evil man. And that's the beginning of his salvation. That's why he's changing, because he has recognized that and accepted it. And when you can accept reality, life starts to change. But most people will not and cannot, won't not accept that. Yeah. You can't find a handful of people who would truly accept that they're evil. They'll even say it because I say, oh, you should accept it. Okay, I accept it. But they really don't mean it. And, and you can tell because they have no insight. They're not waking up. They're just accepting stuff because somebody said it. And that's not going to change you. You had your hand a while back about Jesus. And we have about five minutes left. And I know Patrick wanted to say something about it. Better go to Patrick then. So you, have, you need more than five minutes? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pat. Uh, I, you know, I don't think really about Jesus that much unless I sometimes read the Bible and then I'm amazed and all that. But it, it, it just occurred to me, and I hadn't thought of it this way before, what he is is, is like the, the perfect son. You know, because he, uh, his dad, his, his father, he, he, he did hit the will of his father. I mean, it was direct. He didn't rebel against him. He had a mission. He did it. He didn't complain about it. Um, and almost nobody on earth that I see is willing to, to do that and kind of have that direct relationship without rebellion. And to me, that was the most powerful thing that, that, that he did. And, and that's when I see... <coughs> That's where I really see the contrast between the way he lived and the way I am. Yeah. It's very, very clear that way. Oh, okay. Interesting. Can you tell me in one minute yeah, I can. about Jesus? I can do this. Um, you know, if, if you're going to commit evil, and if, or if you're going to sulk or be angry, which is, you know, the same thing, you have to do that with either by yourself or with like-minded, like-spirited people. You can't have an angel standing in the room. You can't have a prophet. You can't have Jesus. You can't have men who don't fail to go along. I mean, who, who, who fail to go along with you. They, they stand against. They're in the room. They're, they have this presence, this consciousness that you don't have within, but they have. And that consciousness can, will stop the party. It will ruin what you're trying to do. That's why everybody who commits evil has to do it away from consciousness. They has to do it away from conscious men. They don't invite them to the party. Um, and, but if you had that same consciousness that they have, that unbending consciousness that Jesus died to give us, and for some reason God won't give it to us until he died. I don't really been pondering the mystery of that lately, but he had to wait till his son committed that sacrifice for us so that this same consciousness, this strength that the 
that some of the um, that the old prophets had and stuff would be given to us. And without that, we're just getting with like-minded folks or getting by ourselves and doing what we want to do. If we just had this bubble above us that showed our evil thoughts or hearts, you know, like the Verizon map, and it was exposed to everybody, especially to a man who, was, who didn't have the same bubble, who had a different one, you could not sin. Wait, ask me your question again. Hmm? Ask me that question again. I told you not to let me die or leave this room before. Oh, I, I was just asking, how do you know that you're in yeah. the kingdom of heaven, and and can you prove it? Oh, okay. I know it because I have perfect peace and a sound mind. Uh, I know it because I can now see where once I was blind, and. I know it because I have no control of my own life in doing the things that are right to do. It's like I, I can't help myself. It's the only thing I can see to do. And beforehand, it was totally the other way around. I had no peace. I could only do wrong. I, um, and, and I was controlled by a different source. Can you give me an example? Of, of what? Of something that you've done that you said that you can't do wrong. I mean, what were you... Um, uh, I have to be honest with others and myself. Even I don't think about lying to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whereas before I would have considered lying to keep from hurting their feelings. But I can recognize that the thing that is hurting in them is not their feelings, it's their ego, which is of their father, the devil. And that's what's being protected. And I want them to overcome that without even thinking about wanting them to overcome it. I just want them to know that there is a, another way, you know, where they can have real love and real life and, and have peace. And that's what Christ came. He came, he said that he came so that we can have a way back. If we believe him, which is the truth, then we can believe back into God. And so if, and so if I am a representation of that, of what my brother did, and Christ was my brother, then I want them to believe the truth too, so I have to speak the truth without resenting it. And, if, and the ones that believe that truth, they start to change just like that. One who really believes it in their heart and not in their intellect. And I keep saying that because I recognize the intellect is so in the way. Because you can believe the truth with the intellect and not be changed. But you can believe it in another kind of way and be changed. And so I, I, when I speak the truth to, to these when I'm honest with myself and speak the truth to others, it's because I know if they can just believe the truth, they would go free. God would take, take hold of them. And that's what Christ was all about. He gave us something to believe in. You know, because we, we live by faith. We live by what we believe in. And before Christ, people only believed lies. They, were not, they didn't really have a way back. It was hard for them to just live by the letter of the law. But, you know. It, it's like the Christians do now. They try to live by the letter. They try to live by what the preachers say about God. And, and the preacher's not really speaking the real truth about him so that people can see and go their way. And so I want people to have that. And he said that I came to bring you peace. Yes. You know, and if you don't have that peace, you have not believed him. You believed about him. You believed what you heard about him. But if you have, you have to believe in him so that you can believe in the source that was in him. He said that uh, greater works shall we do, even in what he's done. 
But you got to have that right belief. You got to believe in the Father. You got to believe that the Son was telling the truth. So you can believe back into the Father and, and become one with Him. And I, I love that, man. It's, it's, and it's so simple to do it if you just believe the truth. But people react to the truth when they believe it. They either latch onto it in their head or they overreact to it and I'm out of time already. Whatever. <laughs> Merry Christmas. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. <laughs>